Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I'm your host, Ron Wright. Today, I would like to talk to you about a perfect freedom. Freedom is one of those things we take for granted in our life, but, you know, I hope maybe in this episode it will reveal to you that maybe we're not as free as we think we are, (laughs) and to do something about that. In John chapter 8, the Lord Jesus reveals to to us about his reason for coming, one of his, his many reasons for coming, and that is to make us free. And he says in John chapter 8 and verse 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. Free indeed. That is what Jesus came to bring into our life, is a genuine freedom of our being. And he says that he's the one, the only one that can bring it to us. Freedom is so important. Many of the Apostle Paul's epistles in the New Testament were written because he was sensing the believers were in bondage to beliefs and religious traditions and rituals that kept them from being in Christ and experiencing the freedom that is in Christ. And as an example, in, in the book of Galatians chapter 5, now, Paul wrote this letter, uh, the letter to the Galatians, because they were in, in bondage and putting themselves in bondage by following the law and following many other religious regulations. And Paul came along to teach them their true freedom in Christ. And he says in chapter 5 and verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ made us free, and do not be entangled again to a yoke of bondage. Now, this is this serves as a warning, and it's an imp- a pretty important warning that we need to stay in our relationship with Christ in a, in its freedom, and not allow other things to come in. You know, someone once said that the gospel is Jesus plus nothing else, <laughs> and it's all those other things that we sometimes add to Christ that oftentimes brings us into bondage or takes away our our freedom. I don't think we somewhat understand the value of freedom. I think we we underestimate its value quite a lot, actually. Because if we are not free in our being, then everything else that we are and have and are doing really just isn't going to work because of a lack of freedom. Now, when I talk about freedom today, I'm talking about an inner freedom, not so much an outer freedom. I mean, unless we're incarcerated, all of us pretty much experience an outward freedom. I mean, we've got jobs and other obligations, and sometimes we don't feel so free. But generally, we all experience outward freedom. However, what I want to talk to you today about is our inner freedom, our ontological freedom. Ontology is just simply the study of being. So when I say ontological freedom, I'm talking about the freedom of your being, your inner being, your mind, will, emotions, your thoughts, desires, ambitions, dreams. Is there a freedom in these things to be pursuing after Christ? So that's important. If you've ever had kind of a a meditative practice in your spiritual life, then you're well aware of the fact that when you explore your thoughts and your feelings and your desires in a contemplative practice, 
you're very quick to realize, you know what, I'm not as free in my thoughts and feelings and desires as I thought I was. Because when you sit in a contemplative practice and view your thoughts, you realize they're all over the place. And if you were to pursue all of those thoughts, your life would not be that happy. Not only that, but your feelings, many, many negative feelings are experienced through the day or desires. Many times we're caught in habituated patterns. And these things are, are usually are unconscious to us until we begin a spiritual practice. And then, of course, we begin to realize, hey, you know what? I'm not as free as I thought I was. And actually, that's a great discovery. Because when you find you're not free, you realize there's, there's some work that needs to be done in my life. There needs to be a greater application of Christ to my life if I'm going to experience the freedom that I'm that I'm looking for. So I, I guess I, I want to begin this podcast this podcast with saying this: just how free are we really? I mean, ontologically speaking, if you were able to record every single thought you had in a day, how many of them would be free? Same with your emotions or your desires. How many of those things do you actually experience freedom in? Now, these are very important questions to ask us about living in a spiritual life. You know, every day we get up and we walk in this world that we're living in, we, we live and walk among the internally incarcerated. <laughs> in other words, it's not physical bars that hold them bound, but the invisible cages of their own thoughts and habituated patterns. They're prisoners, I guess, to their own delusions and all those fabricated stories about me, myself, and I that our ego just runs rampant with most days. And the ego is serving, uh, somebody said this, uh, the ego is serving a life sentence in samsara. Samsara is a is a Buddhist word that simply means the cycle of suffering in this world. The ego is serving a life sentence in samsara. In other words, as long as we're living by our ego's identity, that identity, that part of ourself that is separate from God, sees ourselves as an individual, um, that ego identity is constantly living in suffering, is actually at the root of suffering. We, we really need to have a new way of being in this world. And by initiating a radical shift in our consciousness, one of desiring to be free and experience the freedom of God, we need this freedom if we're ever going to come to a tipping point in global transformation. And this change, it begins with, you know, waking up to the ontological reality of things. That is, we're in a new creation in Christ. That is our ontological reality. And in that, we can deepen the awareness that is already inherent in our spirit about our true freedom. We're as free as Christ is. <laughs> That's the good news of the gospel, and our spirit uh, knows and experiences that freedom and every time we tap into our spirit and pay attention to our spirit we begin to touch that eternal freedom that Christ has brought into our lives. The world will keep attempting to educate us in all kinds of ways to make our ego 
you know, our ego's, uh, I guess, life in prison kind of a more enjoyable or better experience. <laughs> the thing is, no matter how enjoyable your experience is in a prison, you're still in a prison. You're limited. And we don't want that in any area of our being. We want freedom to choose the goodness of God and, and the goodness of others. So this is all, you know, that the ego ever offers to us. Personally decorated prison cells. <laughs> it looks nice, but we're not free. And any time our lives are in the little tiny orbit around me, 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 we're, remember, you're in a prison. It may be a pretty prison, but you are still not free to do as you wish. And this is really the freedom that Christ came to bring us, is a freedom to be able to do what we choose, what he chooses for us. The reality is people are inherently free beings and no amount of, you know, prison coping strategies can be compared to the actual freedom we experience in Christ. Self-improved prisons are still prisons. <clears throat> you know, a bird may sing a really beautiful song while it's in its cage, but it can never forget the impetus of its true nature, which is wanting to spread its wings and just fly. <clears throat> and so that's kind of how our lives are in this world oftentimes. We're like pretty birds sitting in a cage, and we may sing a nice song, but we're not really free to fly. And Jesus came to get us out of the cages and back to our true inherent freedom and experience, <clears throat> you know, that open sky of his presence. You will never get free trying to appease or please the culture and the you know, religious parole boards of this world. They make their living from your amnesia that you just can't remember that you're free, that you are not a free being. They make their living off of that. How can what is <clears throat> enslaved offer any door to freedom? No, <clears throat> everyone is happy to keep you serving your time to keep the wheel of the great machine of human enslavement just turning and turning. After all, the gods of religious materialism, they require your continued ignorance and delusion <laughs> so that the profit margins of consumerism be maintained. You and I, <clears throat> we've been lied to. I know that's hard to hear, but we really need to hear this individually. The ear inside our spiritual heart. So if you take the word heart, spell it out, H-E-A-R-T. In the middle of heart is the word E-A-R, our ear. So in the middle of our heart is an ability to hear. And that ear in our heart needs to be opened this is paramount if we are ever going to experience freedom because it's God's word speaking to us that brings freedom it's what Christ says to us that brings us freedom and unless the ear of our heart is open he may be speaking all the time but we're just not able to comprehend what he's saying we have to hear the witness of our spirit of our own ontological freedom and our true nature's quintessential liberty 
the truth of your nature is that you are not made of just matter and energy, but you're made of bliss. <laughs> the very essence of God is what you're made out of. This is the cause for not only rejoicing, but is the foundation of our happiness. So freedom is an inside job. It's something God reveals to us about who we are in him, what Christ has done for us. It's not something to obtain as a goal for the future, but it's because the entry point to happiness is always and only in this present moment. We don't gain freedom in the future, but we realize it as inseparable from our own being in Christ in this moment. When you wake up from the lie of both the prison and the ego that puts you there, you become literally free. You're not paroled, you become freedom itself. And this is what the salvation of Christ brings to us. Our very being has been regenerated. It has been reborn. And its very essence is freedom. Freedom isn't something you're trying just to gain. It is what you are if you're in Christ. And this is why Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, man, you are free indeed. We get in on Christ's own being, his content, his standing before the Father, his ontological freedom becomes our very own. Now, you would think everyone would be absolutely happy for your freedom. <laughs> Surprisingly, that is not the case. Nothing will make people more upset at you and cause estrangement as does your realization that you are truly a free being. No one owns you. An unfree world cannot understand the language and culture of freedom. It just can't. And so when you go on a quest to live in your freedom, I guarantee you, you're going to find all kinds of enemies because people don't like free beings in an enslaved world. The man-made systems <clears throat> of this world are not constructed to accept a free being. Let me say it that way. Rather, this world system is constructed to enforce conformity, boundaries, societal norms, etc. All the things that it can to take away our personal freedoms. Freedom rests outside all the boundaries of imposed conformities. Freedom rests in Christ. So let both gods and men throw their spears and shoot their arrows to keep you in line, but their weapons to enforce authoritative confinement fall harmlessly in the luminous space of your own liberation, where neither bars nor prisoners can appear. Spirit is an impossible identity for the world to own and confine, because its very operation is nothing but a perfect freedom. So this is why the world does not like you and I when we're free. It can't contain the Spirit of God. It loves to contain and categorize and label things, but God's Spirit is a perfect freedom. You know, one of the both the Hebrew and Greek words for spirit uh, have the idea of wind, invisible energy and power can't be confined or contained. And we have the freedom of Christ's spirit. 
In a world so blindly enslaved, any choice, I mean any choice, of freedom is regarded as a blatant act of rebellion. But you know what? My encouragement to you today is, hey, just go ahead and be free anyways. <laughs> that is what Christ came into our life to do, to bring us into a freedom the world knows nothing about. Not just a freedom to move around in our life outwardly and be free, but a freedom in our mind, a freedom in our emotions, in our will, in our choices, decisions, and dreams, even a freedom in our body. Christ came to set us free. Paul's encouragement to us is stand fast in that liberty and don't let anyone or anything bring you back into slavery and bondage. What is slavery and bondage? It's restriction. Did you know that the Lord came to give you his own unrestricted life? This is kind of really what the definition of resurrection is. It is a life that is no longer restricted by the greatest power there is, and that is death. <laughs> Everyone dies, but Christ rose from death and joined us to him so that we enter into that life that no longer has any boundaries. Death can't touch that anymore. And so when Christ, this is why when Christ sets you free, you really are free. Freedom becomes your own character and nature. It becomes your inherent essence because Christ is living inside of you. And hey, the price of freedom is a very high price to pay if you're trying to work uh, and, and make your own freedom. But the good news of the gospel is, of course, that Christ shares his freedom with us. He's done all the work. The freedom is in him, and we just step into it and begin to enjoy it. So I'd like to challenge you today in this episode to maybe examine when you are in prayer or having a meditative practice or meditating on God's word, to look at the areas in your life where you may not be experiencing freedom. Ask yourself, where are my habituated patterns where I'm not free? Where in my thinking, in my emotions, in my decision-making, do I am I not experiencing freedom? And then begin to draw near to Christ and ask him to set you free in those areas. Let him reveal to you what areas you need to let go of, where you need to surrender, maybe where you need to ask forgiveness, where you need to let go of something. Freedom is too important to you, brothers and sisters, too important for you just to assume that it's there in your life. You need to be a good steward of the freedom that Christ set you free with. You need to stand fast in it. In the Old Testament, God, when God led his people into the promised land, he said, Every, everywhere you go, every place you place your foot, I will give you that land. Then, even though it was by the power of God, unless God's people went into the promised land and actually took the land inch by inch, they wouldn't experience the possession of it. And freedom is like that. Christ has, past tense, set us free from everything. But we, in obedience and in good stewardship of that freedom, need to take this spirit of freedom into every inch of our inner being. 
and we need to place our spiritual foot, so to speak, in, in all of our thinking, in our feelings, in our decision-making process, and ask Christ to bring his freedom to us there. And again, when you, when you and I begin to experience freedom, man, it just opens up a whole new realm in, in our spiritual life. The joy, the peace that we experience in having freedom is, is indescribable. Yet Christ promises us that this is our portion if we follow him. A perfect freedom is Christ himself. So I hope in this message today you've been encouraged and inspired and hope something has been practical for you to be able to apply to your life as well. Um, anytime you may have questions about any of these podcasts, I'd be more than happy uh, to get an email from you and uh, be able to answer any questions that you may, might have. As always, I'm just a, a brother sharing this journey into freedom with you, and I appreciate so much you coming and joining me for these podcasts. Remember to take a deep dive into your own interiority and there find God's face shining back at you. Until next time, God bless you and have yourself a great day.